Hi everyone, welcome to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church. We're glad you've joined us. And at the table with me today is Pastor Ben, Tara, Missy, and Pastor Jim, and of course we are glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. That's Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And Pastor Jim, would you open us in prayer today? Be happy to. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your word. We thank you that uh, that you're with us even in difficult times. And so we rejoice in that right now. And we pray that you'd bless us now as we consider this passage of Scripture. May your name be glorified by all we say and do. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. So the book of Philippians, chapter 4, and beginning with verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And today we want you to know that you should and you can pray about everything. And I'm curious... When kids pray, sometimes they pray about the widest variety of things. And we might have to rack our brains a little bit, but what are some different things you have heard kids pray about? Well, I have a lot of kids in my house, and uh, my son Rowan is almost five, and he's going through this kick where he prays very passive-aggressively. So uh, yesterday we were at the dinner table, and he said, God, I pray that you... Bless this food, and that you would make my sister a kinder girl. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I I remember children in preschool especially always wanted to pray for their pets. Yes. Uh So, Quincy, we'll pray for you today. (laughs) And sometimes kids, as if you ask them to pray before a meal, they'll pray for everything in the world while the food's getting cold. They're praying for their friends and for the peas and for the meat and for this and for that and for napkins and forks, and they they just pray for everything. It's funny because Grayson, he prays right now, and this is still part of his prayers, is that he'll be sitting there praying and he'll be thanking for grandma and grandpa and all these things, and then he'll say, and thank you one day we'll die. <laughs> and, and and it's funny because he I mean he equates dying to going to heaven and being with Jesus. But awesome. if you haven't heard him say yes. that before, he'll just say, And thank you that we're gonna die. And it's just very matter of factly and it's cute because I he doesn't really know fully all that goes that we adults do, but yes. it's that childlike faith. Yeah. My kids, my older kids, it's kinda like who wants to pray? And then they all kind of stare around the room. So they're uh They've, they've outgrown the let's pray about everything phase. And Mia's not there yet. She just knows to fold her hands. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she folds her hands and bows her head. But uh, not yet to verbalizing any of that. But I think kids, in some ways, they remind us about this passage. Because in verse 6 it says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. By prayer and petition. And we can pray about anything. We can bring anything that is of concern to us before the Lord in prayer. And so, uh, this is an interesting passage because it starts with rejoicing. 
um, to rejoice in the Lord always. And notice it's in the Lord, not necessarily in our circumstances that we rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Um, what do you? What are the things that you think people should pray about that they often don't? I stumped you. <laughs> I mean, because I, I mean, I have the Wednesday prayer meeting. I mean, and if you look at our Grace Notes prayer sheet, oftentimes what people pray about is their health. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the most common prayer request that I see come in. But what are things you think we probably should be praying about, but we don't? Well, one that I started praying, uh, when I first had my son Rowan, I went through a hard time in my faith and the fact that, you know, I know we give it all to the Lord, but when I had that little baby in my arms, I'm like, nope, nope, can't have this. Um, And it took me a while to step out of my comfort zone and how I prayed for him. You know, I used to pray, Lord, keep this baby safe, like keep, keep him safe. And then I realized there's a lot more I want for my son than just for him to be safe. So I, uh, God took me on this journey of different ways to pray for him and stepping out of my comfort zone. And now one of my biggest prayers for my kids is that God would give them a testimony um, it's a hard thing to pray for because usually a testimony comes uh, uh, with trial. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, in the end, I want my kids to be out there telling the world about Jesus. And mm-hmm. what better way to do that than with a good testimony? I think we pray for the immediate, what's, what's happening right now. And so um, you could recall back on uh, 9-11 when that happened, everybody was praying mm-hmm. because of that crisis that had taken place. Um and we pray now for health because health is some people's health is is compromised. We pray for our food. We pray for. Uh, I know that some people right now are praying for the sports seasons to start in. They're so afraid <laughs> that baseball is not going to begin on opening day when it should, and it won't. And so um, there's just a variety of prayers, but I think that starts with the immediate, whatever is going on in your world right now. I think really when you look at the passage and and how true this is in our life is like what makes us anxious like i can get anxious if i go home and sit on the couch and have nothing to do (laughs) like you know it's like i I could sit here but then i'm gonna get bored and my mind's gonna get anxious and then i look for something to do and so i wonder how often we just pause and realize that we're anxious and we we rush into something whether it's a bag of potato chips or, or a movie or, or something to distract us. But when we feel anxious, is it, we oftentimes take that as a signal point to say, now is the time to pray and say, Lord, what do you want? What do you want with this time? Yeah, anxiety is a call to prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, worry, fear, those things, they're a call to prayer. Uh, you notice in the passage it says, with thanksgiving. Why does it tell us to do that? I mean, here we are, we're anxious about things, but it says we can pray about things with thanksgiving. I kind of like being like the MC of this because I throw the <laughs> questions out and you guys get to come up with the answers. Do you see that? With thanksgiving? Yeah. I, from, from some of my studies like in what anxiety is, is um, <clears throat> I think of anxiety as that place that you end up when the challenges that you see seem greater than your ability to meet them. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not, 
quite worry. I think it can descend into worry the more you um, give up. But I think it says Thanksgiving because we realize that there is no challenge that is greater than God's ability to handle. And so we don't have to be anxious. In fact, we can be thankful when challenges come our way. Boy, we talked about this last week, didn't we? <laughs> we, can, we can praise him when trials and challenges come because we do have a God who's able to meet all of those challenges. And we've been singing that song, There's Nothing That My God Can't Do. Yeah. And that's, that's true. That's not just a song. There's nothing that God can't do. He's omnipotent. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this, this uh, pandemic is not a big deal for him. If he can create the world, he can certainly handle this one. Mm-hmm. I know when I uh, first learned this verse, I started at verse 6 when I learned it years ago. Do not be anxious about anything, but anything by prayer and petition. But I never connected it to the end of verse 5 until I got a different translation of the Bible and was reading it one day. I think I'd gone to visit somebody at a hospital and pulled this verse out to read with them. And it was a different version, and they actually had it um, punctuated differently. And they took the end of verse 5, the Lord is near, and then they had a comma, do not be anxious about anything. And I thought, now that is interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like the reason we can... You know, avoid fear and anxiety and worry. The reason why we can pray about all things is because the Lord is near. And, and he's close by. And I think sometimes people need to be reminded of that. Um, in fact, I was on a news website. I've, I've been on news websites a lot more since the outbreak of the virus, just seeing what the, what's going on in the world. And one of them had interviewed a, a Christian leader and said, where is God during COVID-19? And the truth is, God is near. I think the what always amazes the world is that, you know, we're in the season, we've, we've kind of forgotten about it with all the news stories. It's hard to believe Easter isn't far around the corner, but Good Friday and Easter, that, that God saved the world through suffering and through the cross and through death, rather than saving the world by taking it, you know, just lifting us up out of difficulty. He chose to come in through difficulty mm-hmm. and suffering to save us. And so that's always been true throughout history. God's never taking people out. He's always with his people in. And we move into verse 7, and it says that the peace of God which transcends all understanding. There's a lot of people that don't understand what's happening now. They don't understand what's going to be happening tomorrow and the next day and the next day and next week and next month. I, I talked to some people yesterday who have a wedding coming up in nine weeks, and she said, can we get married? And I said, I don't know. I don't understand what's going to happen in the future, but despite that lack of understanding, we can still have the peace of God because that transcends all understanding. And even if we're not thankful for the problem that we've been presented with, we can be thankful that we can go to God at any time. Yeah. And with thanksgiving, go to him, that he is there available and, and will hear our prayers. So I'd like to encourage people today that they should let worry or anxiety or fear be their call to prayer. I served a church in Ohio. We had a bell tower and uh, had, I mean, over a 100-year-old bell in it. They used to ring the bell, and that would, you know, just to let the, the farming community know, you know, time for church. And I think God says to us, well, whenever you sense worry, anxiety, or fear, it's time to pray. 
And so let worry, anxiety, or fear be your call to prayer. And when that comes and you hear that call to prayer, I'd encourage you this week, call somebody and ask them to pray with you. Say, hey, I'm worried about this. I'm stressed about this. I'm anxious about this. And I'd like you to pray with me. Would you be my prayer partner for the next few minutes? So let worry, anxiety, or fear be your call to prayer this week. So we hope you have a blessed day, and we hope you pray. God bless. Bye-bye.